out with Scorpio. So, so this yeah. is our second internet episode. Awesome. So, you yeah, know, like you- we're learning how to fly the ship. Yeah. Well, I'm honored to be here for the early the inaugural season or first wave. I'm so excited to have you. We're we're rolling. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Fetish therapy. Yeah. Trouble and love. Nikki. That's right. Both yeah. both of those are me. Right. Big long you know big fan. I don't know if I'd say long time you know <laughs> watcher, but, but recently very actively observing your amazing posts and vibes. So thank you very yeah. much. I um I'm a big fan. That's it's fun. I, I you know in this like niche uh interesting culture that we're a part of it's funny to think of like having like followers or having a following or a fan especially someone like me like i'm like i am no one i'm not a content creator really you know there's plenty of like diaper girls boys who are content creators i'm like i i don't know if i fall into that but people came up to me at cap and they're like i love your content you're trouble in love right i'm like oh my god yeah i guess I think just, yeah, by virtue of having like, like sort of a, I'm trying not to use language that sounds like branding. It's like, but like a personality, a perspective, like not just being this like generic crotch shot, like, you know, um, yeah, I think you're, you know, letting people in to your daily sort of adventures or experiences in a way that's like, it's fun and it's like unique. So I think it just, and you, you know, just even like showing faces like can be a big deal that's if you're plan. not like a, yeah. <laughs> If you're not a, if you're not making content and selling clips or getting subscribers, like people that don't do that but show their face, I think is really inspiring and sort of like makes people feel, you know. That's why I try to show my face more. I go through phases, but I like, noticed that. Yeah, so I think I want to sort. It's like part of my overall. I think that you share this sort of. <laughs> it's like a vision or like a a destigmatization, mm. like hope and view for things. Right, because I mean, when we post this kind of content and and stuff, and we blur our face, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. No shade. I fully uh, support anyone's choice in that. Um, but when we really open that door, like you were saying, it does kind of destigmatize and show, like, look, this is who I am, and I don't fucking care. <laughs> Like, yeah. if, if whoever thinks this is not chill can fuck off because, like, this is me and there's nothing wrong with that. And uh, there's some level of taking that power back. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, and I think other people seeing that, yeah, too, and seeing other people seeing, you know, content without blurred faces. Mm-hmm. that We're not ashamed of, you know, what we're yeah. doing. Therefore, they don't have to be either. And, they, you know, they may go on. They may have their kink account with a blank profile and they want to look at your post because the first they think, oh, it's hot. Like I'm attracted to these people. And then at some point, I'm not even like, this isn't about like, I'm not trying to like get turned on by this. I'm actually Mm -hmm. enjoying feeling of community. And that, yeah. So I think that's a whole nother door, you know, that I think we walk through. Cause I think when, (laughs) I don't know, I'll speak for me. When you like get into this community, you get your foot in the door. You're like, yeah, this is what turns me on. Great. This is kind of my outlet for what turns me on, you know, or whatever. And then you realize, oh, um, it's not just my outlet for what turns me on. Really. It's way, way more than that. Um, it's not just like, porn you know i'm not like booting up the old instagram for porn it's uh, a this very real connection and this very you know when i went to an event after taking a long hiatus from the community i it was like eight years and i just was like i needed this holy cow i've been missing this and i've needed this and i haven't nurtured this side where i can see other people 
they see me and these walls that I have to build up around the vanilla public are like totally down and it's just like good medicine. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's kind of why that's like the funny, like the word that's part of the reason I used the name fetish therapy was because it's like a, it originally was meant to be sort of like a, a joke. If it's I could, you might, like, it's so the good. origins were like, here, can I give you like my little origin of Ab- my Instagram? Absolutely. In that community? So I was, I think I first, I was already using Instagram probably since, I don't know, like 2012, 2013. I don't know when it was really, and I was pretty, I got into it and the, you know, the, the like platforms changed so much, but it's something about it. The curatorial style of like a, a image and a caption, like really appealed to my brain, maybe because I'm like a comic book nerd or something. And oh, cool. I think when I first realized you could like search the hashtags, like you could search ABDL hashtag and I did that. And I, you would find a lot of cool stuff. Like I would find people like uh, Miss Panda Pants or other creators that I recognized mm-hmm. from uh, like just online. And, and I would find that they actually had their accounts and other people like bigger, you know, people with higher profiles in that scene. And then at some point, like the like trolls took hold of the ABDL hashtag and you would click on it and all you would get would be like Pepe the Frog faces over and, and like weird distorted stuff where people were, you know, doing hateful stuff. Mm. But then I think I did sort of get you, and I would just check in on these accounts, right? But I wouldn't like like pictures. I wouldn't follow them because I just had my like vanilla account. And at the time, you would even get Instagram had a feature where it would say like you could look and see what posts people like. Yeah, right, right, right. I think finally I was like, well, I just need to create like a kink account. And maybe in my mind, I was like, this will be just like my little burner account that I use to look at other people's and I can follow them. So you learned for a bit. Before. I think, and, but then I still wanted, because I had this urge to like, be like, well, I, want, I need to, I still felt like this urge to curate something or put content up. I started by just doing like vintage, kind of your basic vintage art, like the mm-hmm. Eric Stanton bondage like stuff. And it was like, the idea was it was fetish therapy. So it would be like those kind of images with like a parody of self-help Instagram, you know? <laughs> so the most basic version would be like support your friends, you know, or like da da da, and it would be like a suspension drawing. And it weirdly took off because people love like that vintage stuff. And it's low, like, risk to follow it, right? Because you, you have this sort of, like, you can always be like, no, this is just cool. It's not. And I did, but I didn't totally. post any, like, yeah, ABDL content. I was, like, sort of shy from posting, like, any sort of, like, sissification or anything very contemporary. It was, like, all vintage stuff, like, different vintage artists, which I still throw at to mix in. And then, weirdly, it just, like, took off. Like, I, I think because I was posting pretty accessible, kind of, like, what I would call, like, easy, easy posts to get likes on and reshares on, like. Yeah, it's so intriguing, the stuff that you post. It's, like, I don't know, people who, <laughs> I think that maybe there's a lot of people who are on the fence about kink, and they find yeah. it fascinating. And then there's the people like us who are, like, yeah, we, we get that you know um and this is a type of content that you don't come across every day and it's just like hell yeah this is cool <laughs> it's edgy yeah. it's <laughs> yeah i think that's and i think that's yeah that was kind of the fun of it was being like oh and now with my mission of like continuing like talking to people and then i would slowly sort of post like you know i post up that was just funny like you know it's, it'd be like this is kind of absurd or edgy or like a weird like like something of like a I'm not laughing at people. It would be like, a, you know, there's there's cool furry pictures where furry's like wrapped up in duct tape with a Hitachi, you know, and it's like, this is just anyone could like this and follow this account, right? Because it's like, looks like a meme account. Right. And then, I'm, mm-hmm. well, I can throw in like vintage diaper pics in that same sense. And it still gave, I think, and it gave me like a um, plausible deniability, right? If someone that knew me was like, oh, I saw your account. Are you like a diaper fetishist? I could be like, no, I post like bondage. I post furries. Like, it's just funny. That's everything because it's wild. That's, uh-huh. that's all everything is these days. It's just wild now. That's like the word. <laughs> yeah. 
And so, yeah, I think because I had a higher following, you've experienced it, you just, you know, you just sort of get more interaction with people and you can weed out the creeps and you end up finding out that there's much, much fewer creeps than you thought. And mm -hmm. or at least you meet like genuine people. And I think I was getting more ABDL account followers because I was posting more ABDL stuff. And then I at one point created like, I, I did like a thing in my stories where I was like, I want to post more of myself and more ABDL content. I love that. Let me know if I can add you to my close friends list. And I've already added some people. If you don't like it, just tell me. There's no hurt feelings. I'll remove you. And, you know, very few people ask to be removed. And a lot of people ask to be added. And, uh, yeah, it was and it was very affirming in that way. I mean, I'm definitely a little I'm a bit of an exhibitionist, right? That's like part Same. of the fun of it. Absolutely. But it's interlaced, right? It's like this makes me feel it's turning me on. But it's the first it's like some of the first times in my life that I feel like seen by people that like it. And I'm like, yeah. So I think. And isn't it great was... when you have people who are like, hell yeah. And they like mm -hmm. kind of gas you up yeah. and they're like, get your exhibition on, you know, like we're yeah. here for it. We're friends. We're kinky. It's like cool. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's why I mean, like, I think you have a private account. I do. Yeah. And that's why I think the close friends thing is like, I don't want to make mine private because I still like having like just posting sort of this genetic nice. weird mix of. Weird video, but I think having the close friends list is a good option. If people, if other people feel that, I'm sure people use it that way. You know, where you're like, that's a great way to use it. And I, I think that the world needs your Instagram account. <laughs> I, I love what you're putting out into the universe. I, and you've, you've gone through a couple accounts, right, of like getting shut down. That's my fourth. Wow. And you've, you've and kind of, say I'll quit it. Yeah. it snowballs and you get like a couple thousand followers and then yeah. someone somewhere yeah. is like, I'm going to nuke this. <laughs> I think <laughs> honestly, like the scan, it's like the, it's as much the, uh, whatever scanning algorithm they have that just weirdly would flag, right? Mm -hmm. Like a quote, female nipple or like sexual activity. So like drawings used to be really safe, like the little robot. Right. Couldn't, like, couldn't figure it out. Now they figured that out sometimes, I think. So yeah, to me. I think something that I, I feel like you, you, you kind of ran into talking about the community and the positive and, you know, how to meet people. I know that you've talked about like munches and cap mm -hmm. and stuff. For me, it's sort of like there's so much that's bad about Instagram and Meta as a company and that's mm -hmm. what it does to our brains and Agreed. all that stuff. For me, the, like even getting to talk to you now outweighs the bad still. And that's why I don't quit the app. Also, I'm addicted to it, but... I met my partner through it, you know, through Instagram. And yeah, through okay. like just act of someone who had who had a vanilla account and said and followed me and said, "Oh, I want to be added to the close friends list." And then we chatted. We became like friends. We were both in relationships with like people that didn't share, but we share very like our kinks are like every aspect of our like interest in ABDL. You know, every like other tangential thing is like super compatible. We're both like very switchy. So and they were a fetishist. Yeah. Okay. They don't have a fetish account. They just had their like regular account. I think again, that's that's why it was like kind of nice that maybe because my regular account, I mean, because my fetish therapy account has such a weird mix of stuff. Again, it maybe they felt like, oh, I can follow this account. It's not like I'm following a straight up diaper account, but both diaper diapers are like both of our main oh, kink. Sweet. So, sweet. Yeah. I'm gonna take this moment in time to say this: if you're listening to this podcast and you don't have a kink account, just make one. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't follow me with your vanilla account. I I turned down so many followers with vanilla accounts. Look, if it's going to be like a, a somewhat burner account, make that burner account. It doesn't even yeah. have to have content. Have yeah. some semi-respectable profile picture and profile. <laughs> Just put in a little bit of effort to let me know that you are trying to be somewhat discreet. <laughs> but in your bio, you say that, you know. Totally. Like, 
account I want to use to respectfully follow like people in the community, I probably won't be that active on it, blah, 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 you know, right. but, like, sure. I mean, age is important. There's a lot of like minors do not interact disclaimers. So put that if you put your age in it, if you want, because I know some people don't allow followers if they don't specify their age right. in their bios. Yeah. Do that basics. I'm trying to get my partner because, for example, like if I want to, I'll see like a post of yours or other private accounts. I'll be like, oh, I want to send this to them. Yeah. And, then, and I'm like screenshotting shit. And then I'm like, I don't want to be screenshotting your fit. You know what I mean? That's not like fair to you in a way. That's like, you're, you you know what I mean? I'm like screenshotting and sharing. True. Although, but, you know, if, if I'm putting it out there on the internet, right. I know it's probably going to get screened. That's my feel. Yeah. So there's that. So I'm like, create a, you know, create a burner account, put in, you know, cause like they've, they created like a little burner account, but they weren't getting like approved followings cause it was like very impersonal. And I was like, here's the kind of profile pic you put up, you know, doesn't have to have your eyes, but maybe have like, you know, have like armpit harness. It doesn't have to have that, you know, like show that if you're a person. If it's, if it's a furry character, I'll add you. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Whatever. And I said, even you can put in your bio, like partner of fetish therapy and that way maybe if it's like you you'd be like oh this person i want to let i'm gonna let them follow me because clearly this is almost the reason right like mm -hmm. this is a, a community that's like yeah. being more not. so i think I, I mean part of the reason why i wanted to you, like be on your sh to show is to really spread that message that like i thought i was never gonna meet anyone mm -hmm. I thought the most I could hope for would be maybe a partner that was accepting. If I even, it took me a long time to even have the courage of my previous partner who I was with for 10 years and it was like so difficult to come out to them. Mm -hmm. Come out even because I know some people don't like to say come out because it's, you know, I think this it's is fine. Yeah. And so I, I thought like maybe I'll have a partner that's okay, that'll like engage in a little or maybe they'll be okay with me going to a professional. And that's like the most I can hope for. And I think. I really like the compatibility I have with my partner is like defies belief. Like I have to like pinch myself and I just feel like more people should know that that's possible because it's, it is. And that's something that I think through, you know, whether it's, it's like the combination of whatever works best for you. Like, I don't know what the deals with Tumblr right now, but like FetLife, Instagram, Twitter, and like, yeah, munches and events. And I think, mm -hmm. and create, if you, you know, if you create a burner account, maybe just make it personal, like show what your interests are, like whether they be like, you know, musically media that you like or political. Put a um, little bit of effort, you know, it yeah, goes a long way. Yeah. Like there's people like accounts we've talked at the, I'm just going to mention like squeaky because yeah. she's been on the show, like her like collection of you guys talked about like nostalgia or VHS. Like that's part of why she's one of my favorite posters, not just because of her like general vibe, because I know I see something of her personality. Yeah. And she's like, she's not shy about showing face or anything, but it's still like, if you're wanting to meet someone, it's a combination, right? You, you, you're like, you're maybe you're physically active. You have a compatibility with like where in age play and what kind of fetishist you are. But if you don't like, if you have like six other similar interests, that's how you're going to get to know each other. Right. Right. And she uses Instagram in such a great way. She doesn't post very much in terms of like actual Instagram posts, but she's very active on her story. Yeah. And she just, like you said, puts so much of her personality on there. And it's like, that's amazing because we're all, we're kinksters, but that's how we get to indulge in community together. Yeah. And, um, she's a great example for that. Yeah. yeah. Just share cool shit that you love. That's what we are. We're all humans, but we're like in this particular space. And I think a lot of people um, do kind of spotlight this when you're getting your foot in the door with kink. It's just like, talk about normal human cool shit, you know, build, build uh, connections in these ways not only kink because if we were yeah. just going down if we would get bored if we only talked about kink you know 
Yeah, for sure. And I think I find like what I like giving advice, but I, it's not like the it's it's we, it's more like just wanting people to have the opportunities that like I have and I think you have and like where you're like I totally. part of why you meet people is by being your authentic self. Find your angle, like you're like we said, Squeaky has her like vibe. You have a very specific vibe to your account that's personal. Like you guys mentioned, Bane Jane, mm-hmm. um, diaper. Like originally, like when I found her account, that when it was back, it was called Diaper Twerk. That like blew my mind. <laughs> and it was like all just videos of her twerking in diapers. And like it was, I was like, this is a, a unique take. It was like the music she was choosing to play and the way she, the, the like vibe she was bringing to it. So like, unique in our fetish community like you can tell she comes from much more kink and and fetish than just diapers and abdl and is not afraid to insert all of that in there and like abdls were like moths to a flame you know we're like she posted one diaper picture let's bane chain's awesome you know she has a ton of abdl followers and um and she posts all this other cool shit and so you know i think that's great and i think I think that's part of also like I think she does a good job of it and so do a few other people where you sort of show like that this isn't all these categories like blend together I think like the pup play community is really good about that in general and like people used to be much more like I think in general people seem cooler about like diaper stuff and age play stuff it's come a long but I think because a lot everyone was afraid right of it being misinterpreted and all the ways you can pathologize it or misconstrue it and I have you know I have mutuals that have like pretty big followings of like sexy accounts that then would tell me in confidence like diapers are actually my main thing but I would never risk wow. posting that getting like you know writing gigs for like mainstream sex publications and stuff so but that being said I part of what I think was that my favorite thing on my accounts is especially when I had more followers was like someone messaging me being like no I get why this is not. Like, I never thought this would be something that was for me, but now I want to play with it. Or, like, I, I, I'm interested in this combination that, you know, you can have just use, you know, the diaper is like a, just like the DL side of it, maybe in a way where it's like the diaper is like just being used as a tool of humiliation or totally. embarrassment. Or and capacity. Yeah, totally. And I think that sort of became like why I keep doing the account, too, because it's like now that's addicting to like sort of further remove the taboo and like integrate it into the wider kink community. And I went to my first like play party event uh kind of like my first at all like a couple weeks ago and and uh i live in new york so you'd think i would have done that more but that's all tied up and right like being ashamed being scared to go out like not finding stuff covid kind of interrupting me right when i heard it sort of felt the confidence there was like a shutdown of parties and i went it was like there was like a sissy made butler themed and then dominatrixes and i was like i'm wearing a diaper and it's gonna be visible under my like skirt and no one else was and th- and it was like a hit you know and i like you wore a diaper under your skirt yeah i had like a latex like a little latex number it was hot right so i had like a sleeveless latex thing and like a little latex skirt and then i had a a disposable white mega max with latex like over that but you could tell it was and so that's fetish man that's like peak yeah like maybe some of these i bet some of these maids sissy maids are into diapers but wouldn't have felt comfortable wearing it i bet some of these latex people are like oh that's interesting you know and like i interacted with you know a couple of doms and and like connected with them on one in particular on like nerdy shit Mm. and yeah and it was sort of like but then we talked about diapers and they didn't have any experience with them but when i articulated it like some of the ways we just uh, mentioned briefly about like chastity you know this way like i've heard pro doms say that they like one of the reasons they like playing with uh like penis having people in diapers is it kind of removes that you know this is inherent what like aggressiveness or like a, of like an erection right like there's an element of it still being this is me like let's just take out discourse or anything like it's still like it's like a sword it's like a fucking fear a little like it's like 
muzzle. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's muzzle. So like, just like being someone that's satisfied playing, where like they're not even necessarily gonna. That's like such a wrapped. It's like wrapped up, and it's like yeah. It's like I love when like a pro is also like okay. Now I think I could work this into my practice, or like, and I didn't see any mingle before, and that's like awesome because now all of a sudden there's a whole bunch of people who would love to play with this dom, and now they, you know. So I think that's. That's kind of a lot going back around to like, that's the value of social media for me in some ways, I think. So you went to what sounds like your first kind of play party and yeah, you wore and, yeah. and this was like a fetish event, not an ABDL event. Uh, not I, at all. It was, yeah. Major kudos for that. I've been to a bunch of like fetish events. I've had a really great time exploring other sides of my kinky self. And when I've gone into these spaces, I've wondered, I'm like, how would these people react to me like wearing a diaper right now? Like yeah. a real cute, like I'm wearing a little Kings right now. Yeah, um, I can see. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like they would probably think it's cool. I, I, I think, don't know. What, like, seeing is believing, you know what I mean? Which has been my experience with this diaper fetish. Yeah. Seeing has definitely been believing. And I feel like wearing, you know, like you were saying, you wore, like, a latex made outfit with a Mega Max. I think that's bitching, first of all. And I just think people would probably go into these spaces and maybe think, oh, I've never seen that before. And that's it. You know, like, that's kind of it. There's no, like, outcry or whatever kind of scenario we might think in our head could happen in a negative sense. It's probably not that. It's probably just, oh, yeah, of course, of course there's, you know, a diaper made, you know, like. Yeah, exactly. And maybe that opens for people that are in you know have more play parties around them that aren't abdl centric and if for you if there's a lot of pleasure in it that doesn't have to be like in little space then i think yeah try that out go to these places you can even like take whatever spin on like i used to say like i'm more of a dl right mm -hmm. like it's like a fetish for me and then of course like things i get in different moods i get in different vibes once you f I have a now that i have a partner where we're super switchy we both found like okay we can get into some adult like ab stuff <laughs> babyish have a little space more than we thought we could because we're you know in like this feeling this like safe intimate space but i think if you want to go to events and you can't find like abdl stuff or you go to munches but you want like more of a play party thing and you're in a, a city or town that has like latex or like just like dom sub themes just like do it or reach out to the organizers and say hey here's what i'm interested in doing just so you know i'm not gonna like in this diaper yeah. you know it's not gonna be where i expect anyone to change me it's just yeah. like an accessory just like a corset and yes. i guarantee you have a problem and in fact you're probably gonna have people there they're like that's hot mm -hmm. i feel that's true and if even if they don't find it like they're gonna tell you they're gonna encourage you like we said with x like you go yeah fuck fuck do your thing you know you made so i think i don't know that's like my belief in the king my faith in the community overall is that people are cool and inclusive and weird and gross totally yeah there's a cool way to be weird and gross you know and this is something i've been talking to their fellow ABDLs about like if you go to cons like Capcom and other ones there is a, a pretty fair amount of degeneracy which yeah. I I really like degeneracy but it's like don't like mess your diaper when you're in an auditorium with you know 500 people like come on it it really goes without saying but we are saying it <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean and when we're talking about going into these kink spaces you know I think some of those behaviors are why we have to kind of jump through these extra hoops of like, look, I would really like to wear, you know, a diaper and get leathery and get real bondagey and do all this fun stuff, which I've been personally trying to manifest in my life. You know, I am definitely, I guess, some 
more on the DL side, but like you were saying, the AB sides of me, those doors have been opening more and more as time goes on. So, you know, I just want more for us as diaper lovers. I want more for us to go into these like, you know, BDSM spaces, dungeons, play parties, and to incorporate diapers and show the masses, show the kinky people like this is cool and we can indulge in this in a cool, respectful way. Hundred percent. So we have to be the change <laughs> that we w- want to see. Yeah, I'm old. I'm like older. Like you know. I mean, let's say like even just like Instagram vibe of the king community. I'm I'm 40, right? So like I just I remember. You yeah, don't like it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It's like 31, the, uh, so yeah. You're at what? The t- at the time of recording, I'm 31 years old. So okay, yeah. So like we have this experience of like the rapidly changing in the internet, blah blah blah. Like mm-hmm. so like the world is awful now. Like a lot of people in our community, including probably us and and different to different degrees, are like at risk of you know we don't know what's happening politically or like mm-hmm. that's like a whole like i think everyone knows what i'm talking about but at the same time we're incredibly lucky when i was like a teenager not that let's forget that when i was 18 to 21 i had no and i had no like sense of finding stuff online that wasn't just porn i had no and it was there like it was there but like i felt so isolated i felt like and the difference even now like 10 years ago like what i what was possible or what i thought was possible and the destigmatization and just meeting so many people that are cool and so I guess what I'm saying is imagine being like in the fucking 80s and you're like, all you're doing is trying to find these rubber magazines where there's a couple pages of reference to diapers and then you're writing in letters trying to hope someone returns your letter, you know, or like that isolation. So think about that isolation. And so therefore the world is fucked, but we have the benefits of a lot of work people did before us. So we have work to do too, which is like continue to make it better for everyone. <laughs> and that, right. Yeah. And that's like, man, it feels good. And it's like, not like we're this crazy virtuous, whatever, you know, like the reason I'm making this podcast is because I want to give back to the community that I love. It's my love letter. It's my avenue in which I can give back. And just because I love conversation so damn much and I believe in its value and it's like, there's some really great ABDL podcasts out there. And, you know, this one's just a little different. You know, we've definitely come a long way as a fetish community, but there is so much room for growth and we're going to carry this ball down the field. That's kind of how I look at it. And I think these conversations are really helpful. Absolutely. So should we talk about origin story? Oh yeah. Is this a good time? I'm having so much fun that like, I also like, I'm like, I have no idea how much time has passed. You're going to have to like put an end to it. That's while and you could edit out whatever you want. So I, Um, you know, I love finding myself off the script and I'm having such a good time too. And I I love that, you know, just like, who knows, who knows what we're going to talk about next, but like, we'll do this again. I like it being loose and there's always going to be plenty to talk about. So We'll, we'll yeah. do it all again. <laughs> you want to do origin story? Yeah, let's do it. All right, I think I know what you mean by that. Yeah, I know what you mean. I think um, <laughs> I remember being really young. I, I think people like to make the distinction, like, I don't remember, like, potty training at all. I don't remember, like, a desire necessarily to, like, not want to do it. I think that's a funny thing that people would assume, right? That there's That's the thing I want to disabuse people of. There's no, like, trauma, even as mild as, like, potty training was traumatic. Mm-hmm. I don't. Like, I never also remember like having younger siblings or family members where I wanted like to steal a diaper or anything like that, which I know a lot of people did. I do remember from as long as I can remember before, well before puberty, like you know, just having fantasies of 
being diapered, being sort of like forced into diapers. I would lay in bed at night and write these ongoing narratives. And I would take like, because of my age, I was watching Full House. I don't know if you're familiar with oh, yeah. the show. Absolutely. And then Aunt Becky. So it'd be like Aunt Becky and then like the oldest girl, you know, and I was younger than them at the time. This wasn't like me fantasizing about kids. Like we're going to like, I'd be forced of into course. like diapers. And it would be like that. It'd be like Saved by the Bell characters. We're going to like force. I was like going to their school in some scenario where they like, you know, made me, we would have to play baby and dress up as a baby. And, uh, and I would just like have these like ongoing stories in bed at night. And then I was, but I was ashamed of them. Like I knew, I thought like, this is wrong. It's really creepy or weird, but it's going to go away when I hit puberty because then I'm going to become like an adult and I'm only going to want to desire vanilla. I didn't know the term. But I'm only going to desire normal sex. And I really thought that was going to happen. I think I had to believe that a lot. Wow. And, uh, so you kind of yeah. created a narrative in that sense of like, this is going to kind of flip like a switch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like this is maybe this is wrong with me. I'm fantasizing about things with age play. But when I'm not, when I'm older, that'll stop being around. I think I decided it would stop being arousing. And then one it night. Must, right? It must. It has to. <laughs> and then uh, one day. I had the like misfortune of Jerry Springer came on and I saw all like one of the adult baby episodes and I was like, oh wait, there's more people that feel this way and I'm one of them and that's my future. Mm. And a lot of I, I've actually done research about a lot of the people that were on those Jerry Springer shows and there's some of them like Tommy from the sort of DPF that I don't know I'm really interested in the whole history of the of the ABDL community and the different people that started magazines or newsletters or events. So there's people that were on those shows that I actually really respect and were exploited by the producers and you know their intention was to go be interviewed and then all of a sudden the producers are like no you have to sit in a playpen and you have to wear this outfit and. But of course, at the time, that created this, like, I feel like decades-long association. There's still people that that's what they picture when they hear adult babies, those Jerry Springer-type shows. So if I was only, like, If only we <laughs> could get some representation that made some goddamn sense. We will. I believe it. I, but I know people, people still say on, like, online, you know, people will post on Instagram, like, if you get contacted by a reality show, don't trust whatever they say, right? No matter what they say, that they're going to project, let, let you sort of shape the discourse and, like, pro- uh, portray you whatever they're gonna there's a better chance that they're gonna exploit you and make you look stupid and crazy and gross or whatever in a bad the, way the closest thing we've gotten to fair is the vice piece that happened not too long ago yeah was it there's like sled ever to kaya someone she does some stuff too i think around it she works for she used to work for vice but yeah vice oh, really? has done some good yeah there's definitely like, yeah i think we're gonna have to make it I think mm-hmm. some content creators are going to have to come together yeah. and make it, make some some piece, some film yeah. that has a decent production value that is going to be like better, better mm-hmm. than even the Vice piece, better than, yeah. but that is probably, I think, the fairest, best one that's happened, but yeah. like better than, you know, definitely. Uh, my Strange, blah, My blah, Strange blah. Addiction, yeah, all that. You know, I think, um, who knows? So if you're listening, start start dreaming that stuff up, you guys. Especially if you work for, like, an established media platform like Vice, because it's like, what are we going to do? Make, like, a feature-length documentary that then we have to, like, try to take the festivals? That's like, we kind of explain who we are. I feel like it has to, yeah, it has to be, a, like, more smaller scale, right? And we have the means. We have the power to do it, you know? And I think we have the faces. We have the people in this community that are the titans of the ABDL. Yeah world who have the capability to just like i don't know i understand that this isn't necessarily everyone's agenda 
content creators and stuff. Yeah, ambassadors and stuff. But I think for us to make something like that, that really moves the needle, it is going to have to come from us. And uh, the reason I think that is because that's how it's been for many, many communities. Yeah. I'm a skateboarder. And so in the skateboarding world, no one fucked with skaters. Like they were like skateboarders or low lives. This the other thing. And the skaters had to prove who they yeah. were, you know, and it, maybe this is kind of like the wildest allegory, like to some people uh, out there. <laughs> no, it's even take it out. I was thinking of other kink or sexuality things, but mm-hmm. I think it's great wider than that. Well, you know, part of my agenda with this podcast is to humanize us a bit. Yeah. Yeah, if you if you write fictional media, like instead of having a reference to it in a, like a TV show where it's like used for jokes or it's kind of meant to be cringe, like have, I don't think this is like, but you know, but you have a TV show, you have plenty of TV shows where they like treat leather and bondage like affectionately, and you're like, oh, this person's into this, that's cool. Yeah. Do the same thing, with diapers. Be like, oh, you're into that, and have and it sounds like so fake, and like you're introduced like spitting a PSA, a public service announcement into a show. But I think those things are possible, right? You just like or at least portray it in a way that's not super demeaning or dehumanizing. What, yeah. and I think yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up. That's perfect. Have a track. Like, don't try to cat. I'm tracking this as a, that's not objective, but like, don't try to make, you know, don't try to make whoever you cast appear unattractive in this context because it's funnier, you know, let them be. I think there's a tasteful way to be humorous. And it's like, (laughs) if you, if you're going to be humorous, poke fun at like kink or BDSM, like don't be a dick. I I think that the scene, have you seen dodgeball? There's a scene in dodgeball where they mix up the uniforms of the average Joe's gym. They get their uniforms in the mail and it's all bondage and leather. And (laughs) and they're like, Oh shit. And they're about to go play their dodgeball match. And the referee's like, if you don't have matching outfits, you forfeit. It's in the rules, so they have to play the dodgeball match in leather gear, and it's and then it cuts away to these S and M folks who are all like have these like jerseys for the average Joes. They got their their mail switched, and uh, no. it's hilarious. Very it's great. Cool. So yeah. I think that there's a good way, like a, a fun, hearty way. I don't know to uh, be humorous about kink and stuff and maybe we yeah. can do that about diapers but like while also making it be like hey this isn't like the this isn't the grossest or dumbest thing in the world like some people like this and it's like it's fine yeah I don't know I'm just trying yeah. to manifest that that's all, <laughs> all right. yeah because I don't want people having that like so yeah like when I watched that Jerry Springer episode it was like that. it was like one of the most like depressing moments. I just remember being devastated and I was like, how old I was. I was definitely older than 10, but I was younger than like 13, I think. I just remember being like, oh, like my life is gonna be terrible now. This thing isn't gonna go away. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I felt about it for a long time. And, and so I think, how'd you come out of that? <clears throat> oh, before we get there. Well, I also think it's fun to talk about an origin stories like procurement or trying to make your own. So like some of the things I would do, which was incredibly wasteful, was like I would combine paper towels or <laughs> I would hide in my in the bathroom when I was able to like know that I had access to it for a while. So I'd try to make and I would use like plastic wrap or tape. Basically, I would try to create it was like this whole thing where I would try to create a waistband out of toilet paper that then would pull like paper towels underneath as like the crotch of it. And then continue to wrap that stuff with tape and toilet paper to create like a bunch of, and then I would like wet that, which of course would like destroy it and it would fall <laughs> apart. And, it was, and I would try to use towels, you know, and like yeah. tie them up. And, and I think, uh, yeah, no, that and got then us there's through. All- you know that, like, I relate. And you know that we, uh, man, we we somehow managed. Mm-hmm. And look where we are. Look how far we've come. Like no one understands like how I mean everyone loves these brands, love, but it's like 
if you had told me that this was going to be possible, it's funny because what would I've been like, oh, that's amazing, or would have been like, yeah, but I'm not going to get to experience it. That that's such a weird thing that we sometimes still exclude ourselves from, or like potential happiness. We find ways to like deny ourselves up mm-hmm. hope. I I remember having a partner when I was younger. I was like 21 or something. And honestly, what sold them on this fetish of mine was how cute the the diapers were. They were Bambino Classicos. I think I got the variety case at that time. And that was like one of my honestly probably first orders that I got of, you know, AVDL diapers. And um at seeing them in person she was on the fence but like seeing them in person she came around because of that like seeing is believing i don't know and you feel like it went on to having like you had like a good aside from obviously the relationship ending but like did you were you able to engage in play and everything and feel fulfilled by that dynamic we had some pretty amazing times (laughs) yeah that's great she was a kinky person yeah but yeah. definitely this wasn't her yeah. her thing, her main thing. Um, but yes, she was a kinky, kinky gal. But um, I think that seeing the printed diapers unlocked that door. Whereas had I come home with, you know, Depends uh, tab style, I don't think that door would have opened, yeah. which is interesting to think about. That's what I was going to get on to, like, pharmacy diapers is, like, the next step. Yeah, a good transition back to pharmacy diapers is I was like, is the way I'm sitting like risky, even though it's like the first time. It's you know, it always feels like this moment of like this is this can't possibly work as an invention. It's gonna leak or whatever. And so props again, I'm 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 shutting out North Shore right now. North Shore always. Is great. So yeah, I remember like of course there was the feeling of you go to a pharmacy and you wanna like creep down the aisle of the adult diapers and God for, you know that if anyone sees you they're gonna know what you're up to. What no one ever would assume that. That's not gonna be the first thing they assume unless they are a diaper fetishist. They're gonna assume that you have problems, your incontinence issues, or you have an, an older relative maybe that you're shopping for. Right. Uh, I remember like I, I wanted to buy them finally and I was like I think I was like first I was like eighteen or nineteen and there was an older person I knew who was I was like basically like dog sitting for it in my town. And I was like, Okay, I have their house this weekend. I'm gonna go to the pharmacy and I drove to a pharmacy different than the one as if anyone would remember me as like an I drove to a different pharmacy than what I would ever have gone to like still like a chain like CVS I was so nervous buying them like as I'm checking out I'm like this person knows that the, the this person you know and like uh bought like a few other things because like, I was like I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do it right I bought like you know some accessories uh I did it at a different place like I bought like I was like I can't buy the adult diapers and a pacifier at the same place because <laughs> smart, smart. go to another place and buy like pacifier bottle da 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 they'll think it's just for a baby and then i also was like i'm gonna buy suppositories because i've read you know i've read all these stories of course where this is like an element of, of them i love um, that you brought that up i was just gonna mention that like definitely like try not to go into walmart and buy adult diapers and powder and wipes and suppository <laughs> <laughs> what is and, it, like, and condoms like, throw condoms yeah. in there for good measure <laughs> yeah not uh, that i like I think people that make like make meth and things like that know that, right? They you have to split up <laughs> purchase things. Things you know? people who make meth and people who love diapers have in common. Yeah, probably like environmental activists. Maybe they're, they're engaged in some like destruction against property. No, you don't buy this thing at the same time. I have, um, I have joked about that for many many years with friends about like buying like di- depends and suppositories and fleet enemas like together. Yeah. I don't. I've, I don't think I've ever done that. I. I hope to God I've never done that. I've done some yeah. curse things, but. <laughs> so yeah, I have this. This is the first time I'm like 
uh, this weekend. I definitely okay. So there was times in the past when I was still living with you know I was like even in my my family's house where I was like wearing mm-hmm. when no one was there. I would buy like pharmacy ones and wear them, and they were never that satisfying, right? You you would try to layer them up, and they were better than obviously they were a market improvement upon trying to make your own out of paper towels, but. I guess, yeah, they weren't satisfying, but you didn't quite know what, why not, right? You didn't realize that people were going to make, like, adult baby diapers that I didn't at the time. So I was like, because this wasn't like, I knew they existed, but I was afraid to order them. This was like, I don't honestly don't know that they existed in, other than cloth at that time. Like, no one was, you know, because this would have been, like, the late 90s, you know, or, like, early, very early aughts. So, yeah, I'm going to stay at this house. I've got, like, this. I'm going to play. I'm going to, I'm getting out, but I'm nervous, right? Because I'm going for, it's not my house. There's these two big dogs around. I'm, like, trying to avoid them about closing them out of the door and are they going to like distract me from whatever I want to do I'm like getting dressed or whatever I've gotten I like maybe I put the suppositories in and then I go out and one of the dogs has knocked off the like bottle of suppositories and they're everywhere and the dogs are eating <laughs> oh, no. and, like I don't know what to do I'm like these dogs are going to die I'm standing here in this diaper that then I'm like about to use in a way I've never done before actually because I you know it's I don't know how this is gonna go down but I luckily like like just to cut to the end nothing happened I like remember going outside and seeing the dogs thrown up and they happened their stuff I don't know why it didn't seem to affect them or they threw up or, or something where I didn't see it but I was like I just killed these dogs for my fetish like this is again God you know I, don't, I wasn't even religious but it's like this feels like fate punishing me for just like trying to live my best life oh my God God if you're real please spare this yeah. dog <laughs> <laughs> But uh, that's so like that's some... the best. That's like Home Alone meets like. <laughs> <laughs> there was definitely my hand side of my face, like with Kevin McCullough, like uh, as I like uncontrollably fill my diaper, worrying about these dogs. Like, uh, um, that's like one word. That's like a story, that, early story that pops up, but it actually like made me be like turn. You know, that's when you go through the binge and purge, though. Like you're like, this is bad. Like this sucks. I just spent what was a lot of money for me as a young person on like you know like pharmacy diapers and totally. I'm going to throw them off. Yeah. I'm going to throw stuff I bought. And I think, yeah, I was very like, I had like, no one knew, not a single person knew for most of my life mm-hmm. until I'm trying to think like, so I was in a 10 year relationship with someone that is, is over now, obviously. And like, I don't think she even had a baseline kinkiness that made her disposed towards it. And mm-hmm. I finally told her because I was like with her for so long. I was listening to the um, dream a little podcast, mm-hmm. you know, yeah which the whole point of that was like lowe's motivation was to like help you come out to your partner right i was like i'm gonna do it i'm gonna follow all of her tips and i didn't i still did a bad job i started off with being like i have to tell you something can you sit down it's serious (laughs) instead of being like and what everyone's should follow the advice of it's light it's silly it's not a big deal Mm -hmm. you're just like do it sober as they say don't like get drunk and tell them you're both like smart just be like Hey, you know, maybe it comes up naturally. Maybe you're like some something transitions, you know, you do that thing early on. I mean, she also said like there's a time window in which you have to do it, you know, when you're dating someone, you're like, hmm. don't wait, you know, three years necessarily. I don't think these rules apply to everyone, but I think like I was in a relationship for six years with this person, I think, before I told them. Yeah. Then I was like, Well, I've still gotta do it because I just I can't live with this like secret from this person who I, you know, spent so much time with. And at the time probably was like at least thinking I'm gonna spend the rest of my life with, you know, the way we think that. And so, yeah, I told her it was very serious. And she was like, oh, that's it? I thought it was going to be something, you know, blah, 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 worse. Like, that's fine. I kind of felt like I already knew that about you. And I was like, and it that's was just so relief. interesting. I've had that that reaction before, too. Interestingly. Yeah. yeah tell Someone's me like, someone said to you, like, oh, I kind of felt that vibe. Or I knew that about you. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. A not so distant partner. 
in my recent past. Yeah, I brought it up to them, and they're like, I feel like I already knew that. That's a whole story. Yeah, she would, like, baby talk me, kind of like couples do, you know? And uh, it, it got... T- over the top and I'm like if only you knew she would she would like baby talk me and say things like I just want to infantilize you and I'm just like this is like I'm in like the twilight zone or something like this is so bizarre oh we had some good times we had some real good times in that relationship she was a total sweetheart I still really uh love her to this day even though we're not together but yeah, that's a funny, a really funny story. So yeah, I can relate to your experience. That's so interesting that she was like, I feel like I already knew that. <laughs> and then it was sort of like, okay, I told you it's not a big deal. Then it was like, okay. But I over also like was like, you don't have to do anything with it. You don't have to engage with it. I just need you to know about it, which is also a bad thing to do. Like if you, if right. don't, don't get, don't act like, cause it's a weird message to them too. that like, it's not that important to you. Yeah. It's a mind if it is that important to you and it is that important it, it was that important to me mm. but i still thought the most i can hope for right so i think i set a tone that was like i need to tell you this is about me but it's not something we ever have to really talk about or yeah. deal with i think it's impossible to fully process like of course impossible to fully process that kind of news or information in one sitting so i gotta recommend you just tell your truth and mm-hmm. then it's something you're going to have to progressively unpack together. It's like a discovery, you know, you're going to perpetually discover that about your partner, you know, that you're, whether they're a vanilla partner, you're going to have to allow them to process and discover this. And um, it's going to, they go at their own tempo, just like we do with yeah. our stuff. We go at our own tempo. It's good to be like, this is it. This is the info. And, you know, like you said, don't uh, say you don't have to this or that or whatever, you know, just also, yeah, this is another thing that Lo would mention was like curate the, what they're going to see. Like, don't let them go Google it. Right. Like you need to curate for them and say, like, these are the images that I like. This is an account that expo- shows you like what I like about it. Because if they Google, if you have a partner that's like not exposed to this and they go Google adult baby ABDL, they're not going to give what you want them to see necessarily, right? I think what's more important than that is your response to if they Google something and they see, you know, let's say something you'd rather them not see. What is more important than trying to put the guardrails up? I think is how you respond to whatever it is. You can just be like, you know, that is an outlier. Uh, That is not the greater population of us folks who are into this kink. When you can keep your head cool and just tell your truth, because that is the truth, you know, and convey that, I think that that's the path that, I don't know, it's got a lot of weight to it. Just like what keeping your emotion and your, you know, rather than like, oh, I hope they this or that. Really, I think for me, and I know I'm going to get like all zenny spiritual here, but when we operate based in fear, it really kind of leads us down some dark pathways. So I don't recommend. Yeah, no, it it makes you, I mean, like in simple ways, we could say it like makes you a liar Mm. sometimes. Subtle manipulation. Yeah. Or it makes you, yeah, like, again, it makes may make you abuse substances in ways that you wouldn't if you felt, yeah, like yourself and spiritually centered. And right. I think it, 
coping mechanisms for all these sort of things. But when you're not, yeah, when you're, but I, yeah, I agree with you 100%. Actually, it's all about how you, like in any communication relationships, it's not about trying to scheme and control what happens. It's about reacting in an authentic way and listening. Because what, what can we control? Right. Not much. You know, so we, we play our card, you know, or we, well, we allow our truth to like, this mm-hmm. is it. It surfaces. Yep. It's come to light. If you see me, if you really admire me, for me, this is a new insight to that. Yeah. And I'm not going to have to be defensive. Yeah. I'm not going to have to this or that. Who knows? Who knows the individual you're sharing this info with? But when we get micromanagerial, when we get stressed out and fearful and operate from like a defensive place, uh-huh. control, control is this big word, this big thing that like I have really done a lot of processing in my life, I think. It's good to let go, you know? I'm really, like, I got, like, goosebumps from that, all of everything. <laughs> this is the kind of stuff I think about and talk about a lot, so I love that it's coming up on my Diaper Fetish podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it, it, it hits, like, a lot like a lot of Buddhist notes, right? Mm-hmm. Like, resisting control, and, like, I think, yeah, let go of control, release release right. your black. <laughs> yeah. You already don't want to be in control you're an ABGL in different ways so just like stop trying to control the other aspects of your life let go let yeah the universe hold you in its arms and take care of you and yes I love it yep it all comes back to just releasing letting go of your bladder people yeah do you want me to go back to a little more origin story I think an important thing to mention too which the fuck the funny thing that I don't always I left out of when I told my partner I have something serious to tell you it's a really big deal she was like oh okay god I thought you were gonna say you were trans and I was like (laughs) Well, like, actually, I haven't told you either, but I have a lot of feelings around gender and exploration. And, uh, well, that just, so it's like, it opened up, it like, mm. it was this other, okay, well, now she accepts this thing about me or, yeah, is it okay with it? But now she sent a signal that the other stuff that I need to work, like, play with or explore, or, like, yeah, it was, again, being in a relationship where I thought that I had to make compromises or, yeah, like, accept certain kinds of breadcrumbs and not other things and keep other parts of myself hidden and... We would get in these big fights when, and and she's a great person and she's not like a turf or like, mm-hmm. for her, it was very much so like, who do I want to be with and who am I attracted to? And I'm attracted to, I'm attracted to, to men, or at least she felt that way at the time. And she, everyone evolves like, right. And she felt her by not even telling her sooner once I did start talking about gender stuff. And I think, um, it's taken me quite a while to learn this much about gender and the difference between gender identity and gender expression and i had to i had to dive in head first to learn that myself and it's been wonderful i'm so glad i did and there are so many insights that have come into my life from so many different people from different expressions and identities of gender yeah look you like what you like and Mm -hmm. there's no shame in the game that rhymed it didn't need to but there's no apology. You don't have to be apologetic for liking what you like. And I've spent a lot of time in queer circles and it's like, no one is trying to bully you into being this or that, you know, just be cool and kind. It took me 30 years to, to realize that I'm queer and that's like fine. That's cool. So yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think that was every, the relationship had a million different aspects to it. 
it ended for reasons that should have, but those, those, the kink and the gender stuff were certainly a part of why it made this person incompatible as a partner in sure. some ways. And again, I thought like, well, again, it's like, I'm really like lucky right now. It's like, I'm spreading this gospel, but like, I did not, ex I have this partner right now who sees like all aspects of me and not only sees them, but it's like fucking turns her on so much or is like cool to her. And so it's like, I used to obsess over these things of like, okay, well, I'm into like sissification, da, da, da. And what does that mean in terms of like being, and now luckily the discourse online is sort of turn all that down and be like, there's a great thing of being like, yeah, I'm, I'm a trans woman. I like sissy porn. There's like the joke of like sissy porn made me trans. People can treat it lightly and Venn diagrams. But I think, um, yeah, to find some, like, so now I feel like totally fun exploring my gender. And some days, yeah, I feel like this. I feel like that. I think I'm still, just, you know, thinking about aspects of gender and things to explore in terms of, you know, from hormones to other things. And I think... Being in, a, in a, a relationship where you don't feel like you can explore those things is like not going to work for you. And I think not only is it hard to have the courage to leave, like especially a long-term relationship, and there's of course a lot of people who don't have the privilege of that financially, or you know they're dependent on their partner reasons, or maybe their caregiver for their partner, or vice versa. Not in a kinky way, you know, in like a <laughs> medical way or something. And so I think, but separate from that, I think like there's always that thing: is it better to be alone and be yourself? I would say yes, and also because when you are you're not going to be alone actually you're going to find people and people are going to be drawn to you i feel like i agree i think i just was so depressed and so cynical and like didn't think that i would be happy or i thought that sources of happiness would be different than what we're talking about i think it was about control and i just really think yeah i just want to spread that gospel too that like yeah there are people out there they're going to like be so into all the things you're into no matter how like weird angles you take on it you're like okay i want to be like i'm uh my age play is like i'm actually in high school and then they have like this mean teacher or there's like a uh, mean older sister or there's like um i actually just want to have it be like i'm going i'm in like a normal bdsm situation but the other like regular like dominatrix dom subs like decide that i'm also a baby so they're just gonna put a diaper you know like whatever weird angles there's a million different variations you're gonna actually find there are people out there who share them the rule of what's the rule if you can think of it there's porn of it on the internet i think also rule, rule 34 <laughs> yeah i think the rule is if like if it turns on there's i guarantee you like a lot of people that it turns on and then because the universe does love you and cares about you and if you be yourself you will like draw people to you that are compatible in all the other ways we've talked about, like in addition to the kink stuff. So like, I think I, I love that. Um, I told fetish therapy, what rule, which rule 34 was, I'm just going to like place that little crown on my head. That's it. Um, yeah. I have to post that in this. <laughs> it's really nothing. It's like, absolutely not. I just remembered what number it was, but you know, that makes me smile. But, um, listening and would have been yelling like it's rule 34 you know so it's good that you don't have to get comments now like neither of you could figure remember the number yeah i don't know much but i know rule 34 <laughs> but um you know i'll speak you know about myself to what you just said the more i have accepted aspects of me and who i am and i've allowed that to surface and i've accepted them the less apologetic i've gotten about yeah. those things to the people yeah. in my life yes you know and i think like you were saying it's almost like a law of attraction of sorts you mm -hmm. know you're like yeah this is me and i own it and it's great and the shame like look i'm not saying it's non-existent but like i have much healthier ways of managing and, and like 
navigating those thoughts and feelings and I've come so far and this is me and that's pretty great and like putting that out into the universe does yield this this self that's like you make friends and connections and relationships and there's just I don't know I don't know what the word is but this way of this magnetism (laughs) or something to people who get you yeah I think, yeah, like really, yeah, all my, all my expectations are, have been exceeded by money. Just even like the, yeah, the friendship, the community and making friends through like Instagram and stuff. But then especially like, yeah, my, like my partner and meeting her and just like, yeah, like it's crazy. (laughs) So I think um, that I keep harping on that, but I think it's, it's what you're hitting on really well too, which is just like, I don't know. I feel like I I don't have a good punctuation, but you you really nailed it. <laughs> I I like words. I w- I think I'm good with them sometimes. Sometimes I am. Sometimes I'm not. But um, I'm really just a goofy goober. Is what I am. But I like this positive, spiritual, trusting, authentic self stuff. That like you hear, you can hear it in different circles, and it can come off as kind of uh, pat or like you know trite. But I think I, we're we're actually applying. We're saying like apply it to very specific things about yourself that you're ashamed of and that are fucking weird and fun and silly and like a lot of introspection has got us here a lot of soul searching and uh listening to other people having conversations like this one i think have you know i've only talked to you in this one conversation but i feel like you're kind of vibing with me in this way where we've gained tools to really process these emotions and these thoughts and these desires absolutely which is rad (laughs) yeah it's really rad it's really rad i think that's why it's worth like repeating is because like yeah i'm sure you have you can think of your younger self and like being Mm -hmm. like you knew like and I just want, yeah, I, I have to believe there's people listening who do feel isolated and lonely. And that's like, I think that's what you're saying. It's like giving back to this community and being like, no, like, hold on. Yeah. Like, hold on, be yourself, do some totally. work on, you know, obviously see like a therapist. And so like, and yeah, find, you know, all the things that people say are actually true about therapy and if they're saying positive things. And I think that you'll be like, really, there's no trick. We're not trying to sell some sort of like fucking system for like improving your life. It really is just like things we've been saying, which are like... When you find the right person to do therapy with, you become like a team, you know? Yeah. You're you're just externalizing your consciousness to that person, like you and I are doing right now. This is therapy, and I've got fetish therapy on the podcast. Yeah. The sweet music of trouble and love playing my heart. (laughs) But it's really like... You know, therapy is this, like, you know, with a licensed uh, psychotherapist, of course, and they have a skill set that's really great. So when you find the right one, the right therapist, and you you do, that's my opinion, is you become like a team uh, with you and them to explore things. And I can say from my experience with therapy that, man, it kind of... It really reframed a couple things about my kinks and my diaper fetishism that I don't think I would have gotten to reframe had I not gone there. And I'm so grateful for doing that. I had to work myself up, of course, uh, the courage to to share that. But, um, you know, maybe maybe next time I have you on the pod, we can dive in to... Oh, yeah, I will say my... My, my my a therapist I don't I no longer see but at the time was the second person I ever told that I had a diaper fetish in person like to their face that like I'd already had my Instagram account and like 
that showed my face, but like a, like a stranger. So it was like that partner at that time was the first. My therapist was my second. And it was really scary to tell her. And I found, even though she was marketed as like marketed, she was, you know, her profile and everything said kink affirming, kink positive. Cool. But there was still fear of me that she was going to pathologize this diaper fetishism and make it all about like childhood sure. trauma at the point. But, I wonder, had she heard of it before? Oh, yeah, she had. And it was like totally non, a non cool very familiar with the community i've seen pretty much every aspect of it like so you don't i was like that's you know the like do you know the term abdl i was like that didn't had no idea what her experience was i think i was like i also don't want to have to like teach this person about it that's awesome my experience was the polar opposite (laughs) (laughs) she had never heard and i had to be the one to expose her to the world of abdl but it was a great experience and i'm glad i think that i was meant to be that person for her you know and it ended up being very very helpful for me too so yeah yeah and I love having these conversations. I think you do too. So it's like also people like if, if they want to like have these conversations with me, I'm down to like DM people for a long time. Other people will tell you that like that I've, that's how I get to know like mm-hmm. uh, like they, I guess that's how you say DMs are open for like these kinds of conversations and like people want to express like their experiences or what you should do is come on the podcast, obviously. But yeah. That, like yeah, like I'm always like there to hear people express like fears concerns things and like seriously like yeah just find me on instagram and um don't feel like you're imposing on me because if you are and if you're weird i just won't respond right or i'll block you so the odds are that rarely happens anymore that i get like there was a weird period where i did get a lot of weird stuff in my dms and it either stopped because i have a smaller following or shadow band or something i don't get as much weird yeah if sometimes if you if you post somewhat provocative stuff that really kind of magnetizes it which i do a bit of so i i get some good ones in the uh, message requests but i'm an exhibition yeah being an exhibitionist um but i'm really glad that you put that out there that your dms are open for talking about this stuff people come in with this angle it's all about the angle you come in with when you message people blindly like don't just say hello of course all those like usual just like you look so cute or whatever not that i don't like hearing that but like i'll say this right now my dms are open too but you come in with the angle of talking to myself and to fetish therapy about these topics I'm happy to talk about them. And I'm so glad that you graciously put yourself out there for that also. Yeah. It's like, it's so rewarding from, right? Like the, the, the conversations, even if someone thinks like, oh, I'm just going to like, whatever people's fears are, it's like, I'm, yeah, <laughs> I'm an anonymous stranger who hopefully doesn't feel anonymous. And, you know, but anyway, I think, yeah, I feel like the, I've had such good long, like, I think you asked me if I was like a night owl when we were talking about doing this because <laughs> we're in a time different. I've had some really unhealthy nights in the sense that i would i've like stayed up just like dming people and not not nothing sexual like of course it's it started as a, origins of kink but we're talking about our relationships we're talking about you needed someone you needed someone to talk to exactly and yeah like i'm not my dms aren't open for like trading pics or trying to like mm. role play or like i'm not looking for like play partners i am looking for like genuine friendships with people that also like this stuff because yeah i like i like you know likewise this is the yeah, this is a different kind of rewarding relationship. Like, and it's, it is like the only time I have like super close friends that I love and I love spending time with, but there's still some part of me that's like, you know, separate. Right. Uh, and some of those friends have guessed too, in a crazy way. Maybe we'll talk about that on another time. Yes. Two instances. I had one, I had one good friend who was like a friend of 20 years who we were talking about something and they said, oh, I saw this like 
guy dressed as a baby in Times Square, and I thought of you. And I was like, why did we were on the phone? It was like during quarantine or something. I don't know what it was, but and I was like, why did you? What do you mean? Why did you think of me? And they were like, I guess I've always just sort of thought of you as like a baby. And I was like, do you know that's like a like a kink sex? And they're like, yeah, that's kind of what I mean. How did you know that? And they're like, I honestly don't really know. And then I had another friend recently who was like a very new friend. And I was trying to, you know, I, I meet people and I tr like, there's this thing where I have to explain how I met my partner. And it's like, I try to explain that it was on Instagram and that I used to have a bigger account. So, and it's like hard to do it without mentioning kink, right? And so sometimes I'll be like, it's kind of like a kink thing. And they'll be like, and I'll be, and, but I won't get specific. And then, you know, I had this one friend and we're talking and she was like, is it diapers? No way. At a bar. And I was like, like, shocked. I was like, we were about to leave. And I was like, we, we have to sit here for another minute. It's like, you, yeah, this is a new co-worker who we were, had like, all she knew was that I was like kinky and she was like, that's cool. I like, you know, we didn't, she didn't, we didn't talk about specific kinks. This happened like a couple weeks ago. It was crazy. I and have was to like, know how this conversation went. And she was like, she was like, that's uh, cool. She guessed it was diapers. Yes, it was diapers. And I tried to backtrack and think, like, was there any hints on my... Because on my vanilla account, I do have little hidden Easter eggs, you know? And, like, but she didn't follow me at the time, and she doesn't even come on there. I was like, I really was like, there has to be some way. And there was, like, no way I could figure out. And I was like, what made you think that? And she was like, well, you mentioned that you, like, kinks were kind of specific. And I was like, that's true. That is, like, a... That's kind of a hint. And then she was like, and there's just something about you that felt like... And, oh, you're... Okay, sorry. We're going to bring this... This is, is going to sound not true, listeners. I said, what is it about... And she's like, I think for you that it's about control. And that's like, <laughs> like that's why that's what we've been talking that's about. That's awesome. Hence it in a way of like, that's ESP. I don't know, because we, it's ESP. It's real. Extra and she didn't go, uh, perception. I love that she didn't take this of like the adult babiness of it wasn't what she was going to focus on. There's nothing about me at work or like that I act like you know that would give anything away. I'm not wearing any sort of like hinting little type clothes. Uh, so when she was like, I think it's about control, I was like, you're, yeah, you are. She's like, I'm not psychic or anything. I love that she just, like, gave this disclaimer. She's like, I just feel like I listen to people and, like, see things. So now I have this new friend who I was already really connecting with that knows this aspect of me that she guessed on her own. And it's just cool. Like, it's like, and she's like, I've dated kinky people. I don't think I have, like, any sort of specific kinks. I'm like, bet you do. But uh, <laughs> I'm like, funny because we're just friends. But, uh, yeah, that's, like, the most recent thing where I was like, okay, the universe is... Is more than you know, we know, and yeah, I just did instead of you know, I didn't resist it at all. Like we said, I just was like going with the flow. I was like, tell me more. What do you think that about that? And why did you know? And it just was very like. It, she was, like I'm so not hard for me to believe that. Um, that story. I've had uh, many experiences like that in my life, um, and not to get like, you know, I hope you are staying with me, listeners. Um, I'm going to go in every direction in this podcast and, uh, I, I, that's consciousness and consciousness is real and it's connected and, um, you know, it doesn't matter what your background is. Um, like, you know, like when you think about somebody and then your phone screen lights up and just texted you, that happened to me today. Happens to me all the damn time. It's like that, that type of experience. Yeah. This is just a quick thing to show you that I'm with you on this page and I think the listeners are too which is I read something that really stuck with me that was like consciousness this is none of this is my original thoughts this is all stuff I've taken from other it's like consciousness is an external force like an, a law of nature like gravity and that our brains are kind of just like transmitters or radio picking up the signal so like I think 
I read it put it another way. Someone said, the soul isn't in the body. The body is in the soul. You know, and I think that does explain a lot. I like this idea of like consciousness just being this force around us and that we think it's coming from within or that we're these individual selves because we're just, we're like the transmitter picking it up. Oh my so, yeah. gosh. I love it. I love that so much. And next time we're going to have to talk about consciousness and how, what does kink do to our consciousness? What is happening there? We have to save that for next time. We'll do it. We'll do it soon. Yeah, I'd love to. I know. Thank you for letting us go this link and this and I really I could yeah like I think we both said we have to do this again because I feel like there's so much more to get into and then we want to share too not just like you know we got to record it it's worth other people hearing absolutely and we will uh thanks so much fetish therapy for coming on everyone please uh go follow fetish therapy if you haven't yeah. do yourself a favor yeah I'm shadow banned I'll, I'll so I'll just like say like it's because I've been deleted four times the current spelling is f and then the numeral three in the place of the E, which I recommend a lot of people do now because we're worried about like them targeting words like kink and fetish. Mm -hmm. So people will, so it's yeah. Fetish therapy, all one word, no underscores, but the third, the E, the first E is replaced with the numeral three. And yeah, follow me and I'll follow you back and we'll talk and yeah. Wonderful. And follow up and see if you get approved, if you have a good enough burner account. <laughs> That's right. I love it. Well, it's been delightful talking with you. I'm so grateful. Thanks for your time and for recording and doing this show. It's amazing. You as so well. Happy. You as well. All we'll right. talk soon. It was great. All right. Bye, Nick. Have a good one.